The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. I am your host. I am here, and I am delighted to be here this morning with Randy Shannon and uh, Dr. Orly Tate's Esquire, um, one of my favorite subjects. I really, I have to tell you, I voted for Obama. I went to Washington, D.C. for his inauguration. I thought he was a tremendous relief from his predecessor. And then, slowly but surely... (laughs) Thing after thing. At first, it was shock and disbelief. I didn't believe that he would continue what had been going on before. I started to look and see if there was. Oh gosh, I was just couldn't believe that I had gone for this whole ball of wax. And um, what can I tell you? I'm about to um, enjoy myself tremendously today, as we have um, Dr. Early Tate's on with us, and you'll see why very shortly. Here we are on Waking Up in America, and we do dynamic radio dialogues on life today in America. And with my co-host, Randy Shannon, we just love to stir the pot. And this morning, it's going to be a good stir, okay? So all of you torchbearers out there, <coughs> excuse me, we ask you to light your torches for freedom, intelligence, and mutual respect as we celebrate the vibrancy of a 2,000-year-old flame, Sidious, Altius, Fortius, swifter, higher, stronger. Remember, Greece was the world's first republic and don't let the united states of america be the last okay so because we really need to maintain the republic and refurbish it and rejuvenate it and one of the best ways we can do that is to get honor and integrity back into this country and functioning bob sircosta of the home shopping network says we're doing radio that is changing the world bob thank you for your keen observation we love that support visit our site um, at wakingupinamerica.com. Check it out and share us with your friends. We we are in the midst of getting a new webmaster, and we are like a week behind, but we'll be caught up real soon. So go over to wakingupinamerica.com. If you hear a telephone ringing, a dog barking, or an angel singing, we call in from our homes and offices all over the United States and the world to cause this program. Orly calls from California, as do I, and uh, Randy Shannon is here from Florida, and... Um, our, our wonderful radio host, um, our, our announcer, Mike, he's actually in Albuquerque making this thing happen. So it's a team effort here. And if you'd like to pray with me this morning and pray in Aramaic, that word in Aramaic means actually to go out into the world and get that which is yours. And what is mine and what is yours and what belongs to the other people in this country is a republic. And we know, need to go and get that republic up and running again and dust it, dust it off and make it happen because we've been deceived for so many years into this whole conversation of democracy and bankers and all these great people that have turned Americans into slaves, very, very elegant slaves, and slaves nonetheless. Our economy is based on debt. 
you know, we can't prosper in debt because we're not supposed to. That's not the way it's supposed to work. So I'm delighted to have Orly here this morning. And um, uh, what can I say? We're, we're shaking up the world. Please pass this around to your friends. Feel free to go to our website for replays where it says um, the live show up at the corner. Click here. If you click on that corner of the website, it actually takes you into Waking Up in America's archives, and you'll hear some great conversations there. So, Randy, anything you want to say before we bring Orly into the conversation? Just that I am really excited for our, our show today. Uh, lots of things going on in the country, and, uh, you know, I saw uh, Glenn Beck, who I, I don't really listen to much anymore. I used to listen to him faithfully, but I kind of went wayward, didn't like Ron Paul and, and voiced it, so I kind of stepped away from him, but... Uh, I did hear him say something just recently about Obama going away. So I'm excited for our guest today because she is a fighter. And the first time I heard about her was on Facebook. And uh, we have a, uh, about 150 mutual friends. I went to friend her, and, and it said she had too many friends. I couldn't get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. And we had this brief conversation this morning, and um, she's got a great website. So really looking forward to today. Yeah, hop on over and uh, go to early T-A-I-T-Z-E-S-Q.com, and you'll, you'll, you'll see a picture of this woman. Actually, when I first saw your picture, um, Orly, you reminded me a little bit of Angelina Jolie in that picture. <laughs> people, Thank you. people said that to you? Uh, not Angelina Jolie, but uh, yeah, other actresses. They they usually do. <laughs> they they everyone in his taste, I guess. But uh, and it also depends on the picture. Uh, yeah, they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I, Angelina Jolie has done a lot of good for the world, and she's you know gone around and really made uh, her presence and her generosity known in a lot of countries. And um, as I was looking at your Wikipedia bio. Uh, is it okay if I call you Orly? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you're born August 30th, 1960. Is that what what astrological sign is that? Is that a Leo? No, uh, it's Virgo. A Virgo, so you'd be very orderly in, in your approach <laughs> well, to things. Yeah, I've been doing it for five years against Obama in a very orderly approach. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's always fun, you know, to check out what people are up to. So many times they have some key ingredients. Now, Orly, you were actually born in Russia, is that correct? Well, uh, Moldova, which was part of the Soviet Union. Uh, and actually, what people don't realize, um, and they say, well, your accent doesn't sound very Russian. Uh, Moldova is a... Um, uh, actually was the only republic uh, which had both Russian and uh, a Latin language. Huh. Moldovan, uh, is, uh, Moldovan and Romanian are two languages that are considered to be the closest to the ancient uh, Latin language. So, huh. um, the <laughs> that's well, that's the, very interesting because yeah, that would yeah. take you back to the roots of things. I think so. I think so. As a matter of fact, um, you know, a, an interesting fact, uh, the Soviet Union was an officially atheistic country, and uh, religion was forbidden. And many uh, monks and priests and um, ministers were sent to Siberia. And when I was born, actually, my parents were very young, and they were both teachers. They were both science teachers. And, uh, you know, 
they went to work right away, and a lady came, uh, and she said that uh, she heard that there is a baby in the family, and uh, she wanted to work as a babysitter. And she came from some village um, uh, in, uh, in Moldova. And uh, later I told my parents, I asked, well, what was her last name? And they didn't even know. And I thought, are ah, you stupid? You, you, you gave your baby to somebody to watch and you didn't even ask her last name? It was unbelievable. But, um, you know, this lady actually raised me for many years. And um, uh, she, you know, I remember her. She, now I know she she was dressed like, like uh, you know, um, like she came from a monastery, but in those uh-huh. years there were no monasteries in in uh, in the Soviet Union. But she was wearing all black. Uh, you know, she looked like a nun, really, wearing Maybe all black. Maybe she was. Cross. Uh, and and, and uh, now I'm thinking, as a matter of fact, um, uh, we went with my parents to the old country. Uh, a number of years ago, it was their 50th wedding anniversary, and uh, I decided to do it as a present to them for their wedding anniversary. We went to the old country, and I was, uh, and she passed away. This lady passed passed away when I was about seven years old, and, but I was trying to find her relatives, and I was trying to find where did she come from. Uh, and uh, as I said, my parents didn't even know what was her last name, which was <laughs> funny. Uh, but you know, they trusted that, her. That was, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and you know it's interesting. For example, they would not allow any religion, and she would take me to her relative, and they actually, believe it or not, they had in her house a picture of Jesus Christ and those artificial paper roses around the picture, and they were praying in Moldovan, which is like Latin. It's, it's very close to Latin. So I sat there and was hardly any food, so they would give me, like, tea. I remember tea and bread and pickles. That was uh, the, the Come on menu. over to my house. I got wow. some of those right here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I remember those prayers as a little kid, uh, and I didn't know what it was, you know, a little kid, and uh, religion was forbidden. But, you know, even when it is forbidden, that it, it's, it's there. So yeah. it's just a curious fact of life. Yeah, it's it's very interesting origin. I love this kind of stuff. I'm very Jungian, so I love to look at the symbology of things. And how yeah. did you get to this country? And how on earth did you become an attorney who was who, who challenges uh, Obama's natural born citizen eligibility? Isn't it funny though that it was somebody that came to our country to do it and that has stuck with it? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are saying this is fun funny but in reality you know i guess there is a reason for everything in life and um it's interesting that uh my father's brother my 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 father was uh, uh, actually teaching physics and his brother was also a physicist and he was an assistant director of a scientific institute back in Kishinev, and he was one of those refuseniks that they did not allow to leave the Soviet Union because he was a scientist. Right. And uh, actually, there were senators, U.S. senators, who were um, uh, trying to get him released, and uh, they they pushed for his release. And uh, another interesting fact, as a kid, uh, something that I remember, uh, coming to my uncle's house, and he gave me something that I've never seen before, you know, back in the Soviet Union. It was like a, a writing pad with several layers, and he said, look at this. I got this guy from, from this guy 
who came from America. And, uh, you know, it's like a doodle pad. You know, the kids in the United States have it and used to it. It's no big deal. But in there, in the Soviet Union, it, it was very rare. It was, they didn't have it in the stores. And actually, he, uh, he met with somebody who came from the state who gave it to him because they had meetings of the dissidents of refuseniks. And uh, usually uh, when there was a meeting like this, you would see a car um, parked not far, and, you know, they assumed it was a KGB car with listening device. So he gave it to, to my uncle so they can um, write something and uh, and then just, you know, raise this top part and it would disappear. There was no evidence of them writing anything. Uh, and, um, you know, here it is. Uh, little did I know back then in the Soviet Union that here my uncle who was fighting for, for his rights in the communist Soviet Union, and I would just witness that, uh, you know, I would come to the United States and see the usurpation of rights, and I would be doing what my uncle did back in the Soviet Union, just fighting for civil rights, for the constitutional rights, which, of course, Thank are you. being denied. Thank well, you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much. And it looks like Kelby um, has arrived. So, Kelby, good morning. Are you there, sir? You know me. I'm scrambling for my mute button. <laughs> He's a mute button scrambler. Um, I wanted to introduce Kelby to our listening audience this morning as well because when I found out Orly was going to be on, I called up Kelby because I really wanted um, everybody to get together and meet each other. We come in here from all different directions. Um, Randy and I both know Kelby extremely well from our work in the Republic for the United States of America. And... Uh, I was in the House of Representatives and an ambassador, and I was <laughs> given a dictate um, that I don't really want to put on the air here, but basically um, that I needed to go back to radio or I could spend some time in jail. And I decided to go back to radio, so that was my choice here. And uh, what I want to do is I want to bring forth the people on radio who have been studying and working and knowing a lot of good stuff. And what I wanted to uh, Kelby has just been behind so many good things in my life. I was um, actually telling, uh, we'll talk about it later, but I actually got a bill from IndyMac Bank, um, <laughs> Kelby, telling me that I was 69 payments behind, and I thought that was a riot. Um, mm. So we can <laughs> we can talk more about that at another time. What I did learn in the Republican, what I learned from James Timothy Turner, a man who I consider my brother and somebody that I love very much, was how to stand up and fight for your rights inside of a system that isn't built to acknowledge your rights at this particular time as our liberties and our freedoms have been eroded in different ways. And now we have Orly, who has come to us from um, Mondavian uh, uh, SSR, and she's helping us um, get in touch with uh, what's really happening here and how do we take care of ourselves. Orly, I wanted to know how it is that you got into the fight um, of the, the Barack Obama <laughs> conversation about whether he was natural born or not. How did that happen for you? Well, you know, uh, right away when he started running for office, I could hear that what he's saying, it sounds like coming from an old Russian commissar. Uh, you, you could see pathological lying. You can see rhetoric when he was talking, we need to build a civilian army that's going to be as strong as the military. Well, that what was that civilian army? That was young communists. That was KGB. Uh, there was nothing good about it. You, you could uh -huh. see... 
his policies where he was trying to throw money at everybody so they'll, uh, he'll win the election, but then he was saying, well, we cannot continue with unsustainable um, spending. I could see right away the man is a pathological liar. And uh, right away there were questions about his papers. And there was a website called, I remember, Texas Darling, that they wrote about it quite a lot. So I started investigating, and I wrote to my Secretary of State, Deborah Bowen, who, in my opinion, is one of the most corrupt Secretaries of State on the first of the planet. And uh, I I, I wrote to her. I said, uh, well, what's going on? Um, Why... um, why don't we, uh, you know, check uh, this man? Did you? What did you use to check his papers? And what I realized that nothing is being checked. We have a loophole where, uh, um, you know, the, um, uh, the, the, for example, if you work as a secretary in the White House, if you work as a janitor in the White House, you have to undergo the FBI check. But if you run for president, vice president, or Congress, there is no FBI check. What they assume that during the election that there is scrutiny and, you know, scrutiny in the media, scrutiny by the other candidates, and whatever is there will come out. Well, first of all, you know, we learned that this is a mistake and there has to be an FBI check. Moreover, today our media is uh, is 100% censored and controlled. We have, uh, you know, four dissidents, make-believe dis- dissident media, opposition media like Fox, uh, Breitbart, uh, uh, Atlas Shrugs. But, you know, even those are heavily controlled and uh, censored. And they basically, you know, when you look at Fox, you can see that they are allowed to do a little bit of barking on a few issues, but uh, they are censored and not allowed to talk about the issue of Obama's forged IDs of Obama's use of a stolen Social Security number. So I could see that, A, media in the United States of America is very similar to the media in the Communist Soviet Union. Uh, oh, and uh, what uh, what scares me even more, that it's becoming very similar to the media of the Third Reich during in Nazi Germany. They know that... Uh, you know, there were thousands of newspapers in Germany, and not one published anything against Hitler. It was 100% censorship. That's what we have today. We have just uh, a fascist regime, and there is, uh, you know, nobody is writing a, a word. For example, yesterday, uh, there were uh, a number of Democratic Party officials convicted in the state of Indiana of forgery and fraud. They concocted a scheme where they simply forged signatures of hundreds of voters in order to put Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton on the ballot back in 2008, and most media does not write about it. This is a huge story, and they do not write about it. Similarly, they never wrote about Obama's use of all forged IDs and last name that's not his. I mean, if we were to have uh, journalism, a professional journalism, and media with one drop of integrity and honesty, Obama would have been in prison a long time ago. Yeah, and and not uh, only that, Orly, um, Clint Curtis was on our radio show back in 2000 and, damn, 2007, 2008. He had actually um, set up the crooked um, voting system for Florida by which Bush w- walked yeah. into office. And he yeah. was told when he developed it that he was to develop it to prevent people from hacking in, from, from doing exactly what was done. And what they did was 
They contracted him. They got him to do the work. Then they took his program. <clears throat> and when Bush won in Ohio, quotes won, I'm putting quotes around that, yeah. he, he actually won by more votes than were registered in the district that he was supposed to have won in, and Kerry had won the exit polls. And on top of that, the officials of Ohio were put in jail for election fraud, and Bush still sat in the presidency. And then we have the Supreme Court backing him up and all this different kind of stuff. So it's way bigger than, you know, whatever it is that we're we're, we're talking about. Yes, and when you look at it, uh, you know, you can see corruption on both sides. And I brought cases for the last five years. I showed just, you know, just this week on Monday, I had a hearing in California. I provided uh, this federal judge, Judge um, uh, Morrison C. England, of evidence of one and a half million invalid voter registrations in the state of California, and he just covered it up, swept everything under the rock, and we've seen this happening time and again with judges, with district attorneys, attorney generals. What happened today is we have enormous election fraud, and because uh, the the uh, ballot even if uh, even if a, a state does not have electronic voting machines, each and every state has electronic um, ballot counting scanners, and those scanners can be rigged any way you want. And that is why we have to have a dual system, whereby there is a manual check of uh, those electronic voting machines and electronic ballot counting scanners. This is not happening. Uh, People are um, registering to vote online, and nobody checks their documents, their papers. Nobody knows if they're writing the truth, if they're really citizens, if that's really their their names uh, or their last names and so forth. Nobody is checking a thing. Our uh, our elections today are worse than elections in 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 any worst banana republic in in, in Africa or South America. <laughs> I have That's I what suspected have. as much. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. And, I'm just, and, and the and, truth is, is that when you've got termites and 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 rodents so bad in the house, you just don't know where to go. Kelby, you've been sitting here with great elegant quiet, and I was just wondering if you had any comments or questions that you wanted to ask of Orly or or you, Randy. Yeah, you, you you gotta cover the house and and kill everything in it. Uh, That's right. To, to to take out the termites, you can't uh, you can't look at the system that you know is structured as a corporation under Title Twenty Eight, Section Three Zero Zero Two, and uh, expect uh, in a state of martial law, which is what I believe the United States um, effectually is in. We've been there since the Civil War, honey. Yeah, and <laughs> Lincoln declared martial law, and it's never stopped since the Civil War. Well, people don't understand that whole wartime concept. Uh, it was announced in 2010 on Channel 4 News, I was watching, that the uh, World War One ended in uh, 2009. And uh, and I'm, I'm like, huh? And they said, well, technically, they said lawfully a war doesn't end until the final restitution payment is made by at that particular war by Germany. Oh, yeah, so the final that. restitution payment uh, didn't allow for the war to be ended until 2009. And as you know, we're, we've been in war, civil war, some kind of war, war on terror, war on gangs, war on uh, Korea, Drug Vietnam, 2-1, uh, you know, ever since the civil war. 
Um, and we, we hang a flag that shows that we're under a martial law rule. When you walk into the court system and you look at that gold fringe around the United States flag, that is a maritime admiralty martial law flag under the law. And uh, I could I could show her where it says that. So you got to behave like you're in a in a in a military court, and you have to understand that uh, you know even uh, even under the federal rules of evidence, it, it, it clearly states anything that's entered into the, the court system is is considered hearsay, unless and it gives a, a series of, of, of numbers that you could follow and, and look at and, and how you would want to enter that evidence or what is evidence. And so um, I would propose to her that there's, there's probably all kinds of ways to get uh, this thing resolved outside of the jurisdiction of the United States court system uh, and into a, a, a court of record or into a jury court. Now, well, I already but, know... You know but, but, you know, what, what specifically would you do? Can you say something specific? Because I've done anything and everything under the sun. What specifically can you do? And, and if you can do it, why didn't you do it? Uh, regarding Barack Obama? Yeah. Uh, well, Whatever evidence uh, I have, I made it public. You have it, too. Everybody has it. So if you yeah. have ideas what to do, how come you didn't do it? You know, everybody is talking. Well, Barack Obama is not you, that. You can, do, you can do this Barack and that. Barack Obama is not his, his thing, really. Because yeah. he, he's, here um, because he's a liberal. But it doesn't matter. We, okay, Obama or somebody else. You know, everybody's saying, well, you know, you, you can do this and you can do that. And how come you didn't do this and that? And I said, well, well why didn't you do it? If you're so smart mm -hmm. and, and if you know what to do, well, Orly, why didn't you do uh, I'll anything? I'll answer, I'll answer Orly, you don't know what we've been up to. We've been busy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been, I will, you know. if I could throw in there real quick before you get into that, Kelby. Yeah. Uh, Val, and I'm not even sure you know this, Kelby was the pivotal one that made me pull from my state senate race. It was the information that he's sharing here now that made I, me I, realize I, there's zero are hope. You, are you a state senator? Uh, I was running for state senate and pulled. So what Kelby's talking about was the exact reason, realizing that it's a corporation. But go ahead, Kelby, go ahead. Well, but the thing well, is, uh, the, the problem is, the, since the elections are rigged, so I came to the conclusion that it's pointless, uh, often it is pointless in running, particularly in the state of California. That we have rigged elections. You, you bring evidence of fraud to judges. Judges are corrupt. And if, if it's a state judge, they know that they are the product of the rigged elections. They don't want to rock the boat because then they will lose their positions. If it's a federal judge, you know, the federal judge will don't get appointed and unless and until the regime knows that he's a player, that he's going to play ball and he's going to follow the marching orders. So, so what do they do? You, often elections are just a sham. Uh, there's no point in running. You go to court, you see the judges are corrupt, you, you send complaints to uh, officials, but the top officials are part of the criminal enterprise running the, the, the country. So what do you do? Tell her, yeah, Kelby. Uh, uh, <laughs> Obama is not my fight because he's, he's outside of the jurisdiction of the United States lawfully. Um, but do you have anything Or they give him a chance, okay? Because he, he really does have some very powerful things to say. And we've it, been very busy for about three or four years now. Okay, so lots has been going on that you're let me, not Let me say it to you this way. This will help you really basically understand um, our country. In 
When we were founded, the, the United States was given a, a trust document called the Declaration of Independence. I'm sure you've heard of it, and the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Um, those trust documents and operating documents are, uh, if you look at them, it's, it calls the word united as a lowercase u because it's an adjective describing the states, which is the noun. Um, early 1800s, the United States was incorporated uh, kind of kind of sneakily. Um, nobody really understood or knew why. Uh, but at the time that it was done, uh, the, the people basically had a shift because now the United States became an upper and lower case United States because it all was announced. It was a corporation. Well, in the mid-1800s, um, that corporation uh, had filed a civil war and gave itself a jurisdiction. You can look at UCC 309. No, listen, I, I, I know this. Trust me. I know this. And then what? Okay, we, we know that. We know it's a corporation. And then what? What do we do about it? You don't need to well, tell me this. I know you're, that. You're fighting in the wrong You're fighting in the wrong. We're talking about the Orly, Orly, but, hang on a minute. What? This is not just for you. This is for our listeners who haven't had this conversation before. I am so honored that, that the two of you are here this morning because this is a big wake-up call for America, which you're both talking about. The fact that we are, are citizens, quote, citizens, and you, this this person who comes in with all of this background and talent and looks at this situation and says, oh, my God. Um, so here, here you're going to find out. We've been busy for quite a number of years now. Americans are working because of what you spoke about, about the corruption all over the place. We are working with one person at a time to let them know what they've been sucked into, okay? So it isn't just about what you're aware of. It's about a blending of all of this and the fact that you're an attorney and that you're fighting for this. I cannot wait to pass this around to my attorney friends who have got blankets over their heads, okay? You know, maybe they, you know. I, I believe in with many attorneys, they know what's going on. They know it's a corporation. You know, it's a corporate rule. If they know the courts are corrupt, if you know, if they appear in courts and if they do something more than just divorces or minor disputes between neighbors, they know how how corrupt the courts are. But the problem is, you know, they need to feed their families and they make a conscious decision to to go along and play along because. Uh, you know, they they have to make money within the system and feed their families. That's what's going on with attorneys. <laughs> oh, they know well, right what's going now, on. They know and right work. now, we're going to take a station break. I'm on the air here with Randy Shannon, uh, Kelby Smith, and Dr. Orly Tatz. Oh, I just love what you you guys are up to. And I'm Dr. Val Kirkgaard here. You're listening to Waking Up in America, and we need to thank our sponsors, Sir Jason Winter T, who... That tea gives you a strong immune system, and though I'm not permitted to say this on the air, it affects all kinds of diseases that you think are hopeless. And if you just drink Sir Jason Winter tea on a regular basis, you'll find out you don't even have to find out what's hopeless and not hopeless. The tea strengthens your immune system and cured its um, originator from a disease that begins with C, one that he was destined for death with, and we can do another program orally on drug programs. Uh, protandin. Protandin is, um, all of these things, by the way, can be found over at our website at wakingupinamerica.com. If you go over to the right-hand side of the webpage, you'll see Sir Jason Winter T. Under that, you'll see Protandin. This actually re- clarifies your blood and returns it back to the age of 20. And believe me, when um, I'm 72 and when 
I started taking this. I started actually literally getting memories back that I didn't realize I had forgotten. All kinds of things started shifting for me. I do a regular early morning radio show. I don't have any problem getting up for it. I used to have to drag myself out. There's all kinds of wonderful stuff here. Coningcompany.com is a 5,000-year-old process that cleans you your station tubes, which is one of the lymphatic drains in this process. Um, takes away your headaches. People that have been suffering from the chemtrails, this is an excellent thing for you to be doing. So check out coningcompany.com because those chemtrails are putting poison into your system, and the um, coning will actually help remove that. Uh, Randy Shannon, um, you've been hearing her on the show today, a wonderful, dynamic woman. She is, of course. Her, her website is called 42action.org. Linda Kamen of lindakamens.com, and that's with two M's, L-I-N-D-A-K-A-M-M-I-N-S.com. Men or women, if your hair is getting thin anywhere or you want curl back in your old hair that looks a little bit dilapidated, visit Linda Kamen's. Go over to her store if you're in town and uh, on La Cienica and get one of her head rubs. There are doozies, and uh, Toby's there to assist. Waking up in America is about putting it all back together again for you. And while you're going through this, you want to get a hold of some of Jim and John's um, salsa, which is available at Ralph's, El Pinto Salsa. Uh, for 50 years, El Pinto Restaurant in Albuquerque has been has been putting out the good stuff, and you'll love visiting with them. Marketing with the Stars, go over there and check that out. You can get 100,000 emails sent out to people that that matter and actually care and buy things and uh, tell tell Raw that um, I sent you and uh, he'll do something special for you. Uh, DrValerie.com, I developed a um, emotional clearing process back in 1984 and I, <laughs> I really have fun. I work with people. Um, right now I've got clients in England and last year it was in Paris and things of that nature. It's really fun to be doing emotional clearing on people and helping them complete past lives, past incidences from this life, whatever. Anytime you've had a shock or trauma, it affects the way you think. If that hasn't been released, you can call me at 310-455-8623. We can check that out. And uh, Tad Patterson, um, make sure you let him know that you uh, heard about it from Waking Up in America. He's over on the, his website, and he has youhavetheright.com. Um, so we've got 42action.org. We've got youhavetheright.com, and we have hisadvocates.com, right, Kelby? Hisadvocates.org. Oh, .org? I thought so. I'm glad I checked. Uh, these sites are all designed to give you information. Dr. Orly Tatz Esquire, and that's T-A-I-T-Z-E-S-Q, uh, these are all sites to give you information and to help you wake up and give you some roots into something that you can actually do something with. Um, my favorite always was Haynes versus Kerner. I've been to courthouse many times. That's why I'm 69 payments behind as far as IndyMac Bank is concerned. You don't hear that very often. Um, that's because they're so illegal and corrupt. And by the way, Orly, when I went to court here in California on my house, um, there were two different companies that actually um, said that they owned my house. They had sold the derivatives so many times yeah. um, that um, they couldn't. They didn't even know who owned my house. I mean, I was saying I did, but the point is the fact that they were so greedy and they had done this actually worked for my benefit because the judge just took a look at both papers and said, sue them. 
<laughs> go to federal court and sue them. I didn't do that. But the point is, I wouldn't have been able to have the power that I had without uh, Randy Shannon's work and without uh, Kelby's work and without. No, no, no I understand. Uh, no, I'm, fa- I'm familiar with what's happening today with banks um, that they are saying uh, that, yeah, that they're just uh, selling the notes uh, on, on the mortgages and re- uh, packaging them uh, and selling as bonds, and it goes from one bank to another. It's spread all over the nation. We have trillions and trillions of dollars of uh, derivatives uh, sold all over the world, and, uh, you know, the, the whole global economy uh, is a sham. Uh, but uh, at the end, uh, uh, from what I understand, in the state of California, yeah, you can go to federal court, but what they, they did, uh, they came up with a conclusion that if, even if they do not have the original notes on your property, they still can foreclose uh, your property. Right, that's and that's what, California and New York, by the way, as far as I know. We're the two worst states, aren't they? The most corrupt which, states. What can yeah, would you say, Kelly? There are a few remedies. If you no, go wait, through, I want to hear uh, Kelby. Kelby started to say something. <laughs> let him talk, and then Randy, and then Orly, and I'm listening. Well, uh, pertaining to the California foreclosure laws, um, it's about what you're entering in as evidence and uh, what kind of record you're creating before you're going into court. Um, if you're going in with the show me the note concept and asking them to bring in the note, that's uh, that's one thing that she's she's talking about or that, that particular uh, uh, law is pertaining to. Um, if you're creating a record that you tried to pay the note, that's a totally different concept. Uh, if you pay the note um, uh, using a using a uh, an EFT, a bond, a private uh, note, or some form form of payment that gets this under under UCC one dash six zero one two and three. Um, it's discharged, and you can create a record that you can enter into court and stand on um, that is they will not be able to get around. But the goal is to try to privately settle the debt first, uh, exhausting your administrative process, and then bring it in in court um, and standing on your record and not letting the judge get you off your record. That's the problem that people don't know. Is they go into court and they, they are not able to stand on their record. Um, they'll... Uh, the judge will start talking about arguments and get them off point and bring them to a point in which uh, they're discussing the fact that they didn't make payments and completely removing the fact of, of the record. The judge is basically playing ping pong in his court and getting you to hit the pong back in a, in a direction that uh, you don't want to rather than just standing on the paperwork that you've submitted before the court, which is absolute evidence showing that the uh, account has been satisfied and discharged. There's all kinds of things that you can do to fight foreclosure. Yeah, totally, Orly. Do you want me to respond to this? But, but, but you know what? Just as we're talking about corporations and Obama, I mean, yes, uh, the gentleman said a lot of words, but there is absolutely no connection between those words and reality because when you go to court, the judge is telling you, come on, don't give me all this. Did you borrow the money? Yes. Did you return the money? No. No, okay. I did not borrow the money. Yes. There was but, no money but, but in the Orly, Orly, this is not going to get but, settled but, on waking up in America this morning. Trust me. Okay? No, no, but, but, what, but you know what? 
bothers me that people are coming and they're telling uh, a lot of things. And, and, and they, they, for example, saying you can get some private bond. Show me what private bond. The church is, you know, you. Orly, it's the not going to get settled this morning. This is a conversation that takes way more than the remaining 20, it's 19 me. minutes that we yeah. have left. Trust it's me. It's a long seminar. Yeah, it's it's but, more than that. The the point you know, is that there's some new information. Okay, but there are a lot of seminars, but anyhow, and people are just being, um, you know, people end up being hurt because they go to all of those seminars, but when they come to, to court, it doesn't or do them any good. people are being hurt by attorneys that are submitting the will of the court over to the people. That's what's being but, done. But again, Orly, again, Orly, 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 Orly. I have I just told you that I received a notice from the bank saying that I was 69 payments behind. Who do you know that's 69 payments behind that is still sitting in their home with their feet up on the desk? But uh, what did the judge tell you? What when you? I'm not. Court, I'm telling you, we don't have time to settle that on on this okay. program here. Okay, I'd yeah, be happy, yeah. I'd be happy to talk with you about it. I've because I keep invoking Haynes versus Kerner. The judges are very helpful. Okay. They even tell me what to do next. It's very interesting what's going on here. And I want to make sure that we don't miss the point of why I invited you in the first place. Yeah. Because yeah, you're let's, after yeah, let's, proving let's, the illegality of Barack Obama's presidency yeah, yeah, in the White yeah, House. And just, I want that bugger handled. Okay, let me give you the facts. First, you know, Obama um, ran for office using all forged IDs, uh, and a stolen Connecticut Social Security number as proof of his identity. Let's start with Social Security number, which is the easiest to prove and show. In 2010, Obama posted his tax returns on whitehouse.gov, and you can find it on my website. Originally, he did not flatten the PDF file, so people could download, anybody with Adobe Illustrator, can open the file and could see the full Social Security number that Obama is using. And I can give this number because Obama himself made it public, 042-684425. When the number uh, was checked through E-Verify and SSNVS, both showed that this number was never assigned to Obama. Furthermore, I work with multiple licensed investigators who uh, showed that this number in national databases shows intermittently to be connected to date of birth of 1890 and also date of birth of 1961. <laughs> so it is clear that it, this Social Security number was issued to an individual born in 1890 and then later on some criminally complicit official in Social Security Administration made changes in the electronic records uh, to, and Obama started using this number. Uh, a debt collector by name Albert Hendershot was able to find in one of the national databases information that um, first that uh, a person with a name Harrison J. Bonnell, B-O-U-N-E-L, used the same Social Security number. As a matter of fact, we have a record showing that Obama not only used his social but also used his last name, and we have a record on the same address uh, on Greenwood Avenue in Chicago, Illinois, both Obama and Harrison J. Bonnell using the same Social Security number 
same name, and with and both have the same relative, Michelle Obama, and oh. we believe that Obama used the social security number and and the name in regards to transactions um, dealing with his house in Chicago. We were able to find census records of this Harrison J. Bonnell being born in 1890. As a matter of fact, immigrant from Russia. And uh, I posted on my website the census records showing him in 19 New York. And then um, he worked um, in a fruit store. He was just, you know, a worker, a cash worker. So he did not need a Social Security number until he was older. In 1967, 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1976, 1977, uh, there, was, uh, there were changes at Social Security Administration where individuals had to have their own Social Security number in order to get benefits. Years ago, a wife could get benefits on her husband's Social, but later on, um, everyone who was getting any benefits had to have his own number. So you would see in 1976, 1977, there was a surge in applications for Social Security numbers. A lot of elderly who needed to get benefits when they were hospitalized in hospices, in hospitals, in retirement homes, they needed it. So this Harrison J. Bonnell applied in 1977 when he was 87 years old and he died shortly thereafter. His death either was never reported to Social Security Administration or was reported and the record deleted. And from 1986, Obama used his number. I provided the courts with a sworn affidavit from the chief investigator of the Special Investigations Unit of the U.S. Coast Guard, Jeffrey Stephen Kaufman, who uh, stated under penalty of perjury, perjury that Obama's a uh, selective service certificate is a flagrant forgery. And corrupt judges just covered it up. Uh, latest was Judge England in California, in, in Sacramento. Uh, we are not talking about just anybody. This is a chief investigator of Special Investigations Unit of U.S. Coast Guard writing as one affidavit, and corrupt judge covers it up. Uh, mm -hmm. I provided them the affidavit from Sheriff Arpaio, from his investigator, Michael Zulu, from investigator uh, who was in Special Investigations Unit uh, at the Organized Crime from Scotland Yard. Uh, all of them provided sworn affidavits that Barack Obama's birth certificate is a flagrant forgery. We were talking about rules of evidence. According to Rule 1003, Federal Rules of Evidence, when there is a genuine question of authenticity of the document, the original is needed. The state of Hawaii never provided the original or what's called wet ink um, original document, uh, original birth certificate for Obama. The copy that was posted on whitehouse.gov was found to be a flagrant forgery. And uh, um, I provided judges with some 200 pages of sworn affidavits showing that it's a forgery. One of the courts in Indiana, I brought somebody who has 60 years of experience, worked for National Security Agency, worked in typesetting, printing, computer graphics for 60 years. He was allowed to testify before the judge. We actually had trial in Indiana, and then after trial, Somebody got to the judge, and she retroactively vacated the trial that already happened 
and stricken all the the the, the uh, testimony. But I still have actually the audio tape of uh, that was sold to me by the court. And huh. it's interesting that uh, this audio tape was posted by somebody online after the trial. So judge tried to intimidate me and others. Where around Thanksgiving. She stated that there will be a disciplinary hearing because we didn't follow instructions of the court and of judicial counsel and posted on the Internet uh, the audio tape of the trial. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, got, I got emails uh, and comments on my website, oritatsq.com. People were writing comments that I will be thrown in prison, I will be fined for um, uh, violating the, the orders of the court. So I wrote to the judge and I said, Your Honor, I did not violate any order. Show me an order where you said that it's, that cannot be posted um, on the Internet. As a matter of fact, I didn't post it. It was posted by somebody else, but later on I posted it as well. So I, I wrote to the judge. I said, show me where did I disobey any orders. The only order that was given videotape, and I didn't. I was arguing the case. I wasn't there with a camera shooting videotape, uh, uh, video recording, and uh, audio was actually purchased from your court reporter, <laughs> and I have a receipt from the, from the court uh, that it was lawfully purchased from you, the court, so you cannot punish me, and rules of judicial conduct uh, deal with what you as a judge have to do, and not I as a party. So the judge uh, backed up, but, uh, you know, she actually dragged this for a week. She wouldn't, uh, and I asked her, Your Honor, uh, I'm a pro bono civil rights attorney. For me to fly again to Indiana will cost probably $2,000 between airfare, hotel, all of the expenses, lost time from work. Uh, please um, uh, just vacate this ruling. It makes absolutely no sense. And uh, it was over Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I have three sons. One came with a girlfriend. You know, I had guests. I, I mean, I didn't need all this. And uh, they just, uh, um, the judge would not give me her decision until the day that I was, fly, was supposed to fly to Indiana. And just uh, a couple of hours before the flight, I was told by the clerk that she vacated her order. There was no hearing. Um, but that's what they do. They just intimidate, harass you throw sanctions at you, and uh, we're seeing just unbelievable corruption among judges where they throw anything We've got at a, you. just a little bit of time left here, Orly. We've yeah. got a few minutes. Um, uh, I, I know that the sheriff's investigatory work showed that the, oh, the, the oh, birth yes. certificate uh, had been what? photocopied and photoshopped and all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, you know what, one thing is, my battery is going down, I'm sorry. One thing I wanted to tell you about Sheriff Arpaio, he spoke about it for over a year. He went around the country, he raised over $7 million, and he did absolutely nothing. He never filed a criminal complaint with the district attorney. That's corruption by the sheriff. You know, I think that people should hold Sheriff Joseph Arpaio accountable. He found the criminal complaint. Huh. He never did it. So I think everybody should write to Sheriff Arpaio. Good idea, and say file the criminal complaint. Um, you no, heard he really didn't. yesterday. He... Pardon? No, Arpaio never filed a criminal complaint. I'm just saying said... that's that's what you yeah. should say. Yeah. Is we we don't need to talk to him about corruption. We need to talk to him about courage. Oh, okay, yes, so. and you know what? People wrote to him, hundreds of people wrote to him and told him, file the criminal complaint 
or refund all the money because uh, uh, people understood that he is raising the money because he is working on this issue. He will file the criminal complaint. He was supposed to do it before the election, and people feel that he he collected the money under false pretenses. And what people should have what? The complaint? With the district attorney. Okay, here, here we've got it. Right here we're sitting on top of something, Kelby and, and Randy. I, I know, notice I can hear Randy quietly in the background. What we need to do is get the sheriff on here. And we can ask him to well, file we the complaint. See, we have all the evidence of Obama committing fraud and using so forged IDs in the in, what do you mean somebody, who is somebody else? We need, uh, see, I filed hundreds of complaints. The problem is the judges can just throw away all the complaints by citizens and attorneys. District attorneys have no, uh, uh, do not have to do anything. They basically throw in the garbage all of the criminal complaints that are filed by attorneys, civil attorneys, and citizens. However, there is much more weight to a criminal complaint coming from, from sheriffs. We can't find one honest sheriff. Just like okay, okay, we've got good. a plan. We've got a plan. Okay. The plan is okay. to get the sheriff to file the complaint. And I think but we could all but, agree but on that. You know what, uh, but, uh, but listen, Arpaio is not doing it. And, uh, and what I suspect has happened and what worries me, uh, the feds had a lawsuit against Arpaio claiming that he violated civil rights of Hispanics. And uh, back in August, they they suddenly withdrew their complaint against Arpaio. And what worries me that uh, kind of a, um, a behind-the-scenes deal or understanding uh, happened. I cannot say for sure, but I suspect that that, that there might have been a, a backroom deal where Obama does not go after Arpaio for violation of civil rights of Hispanics, and Arpaio never files a criminal complaint against uh, Obama. And as a matter okay, of fact... it's definitely a possibility, and we've got just a few minutes left here, and I need to have... Kelby, you want to talk about your website for a moment or two, and then um, any comments that you have here. And Orly, just thank you for really stirring the pot. Sure. I, I, you know, I feel like what we have here is between Randy Kelby and, and myself and you, we have four warriors, okay? And we're talking to all of you warriors out there because we're going to have to do something in a, in, in a unique way. And the warrior, Gandhi was a warrior, you know, a, a peaceable You know warrior. what, uh, listen, we, we need to talk about this immigration, maybe some other time. Yeah, I'd love program. to have you back. I'd uh, love to have you they, back. You know what, listen, this huge amnesty will completely destroy this nation. Uh, I have evidence that there are 42 million illegals in the country, not 11 as they claim. Plus, even if there would have been 11, the uh, evidence shows that because they're allowed to bring their families, we would have some 50 million uh, uh, more people in this country. we got to end this have... here right now. We have to make room for other people to comment before well, the show well, is over. So... I am so turned on by what you were saying. You have no idea. I will definitely have you back. Don't be concerned Lou, about that. Lou, Lou. Listen, let's, let's plan a protest. That's what we need to do. Okay. Let's go before the, the Congress, before the, the White House. Orly, 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 it's Kelby's turn. Oh, sorry, uh, I apologize. I apologize. Oh, I no problem. I like what you're saying. She'll we jump in in about five seconds. Um, Lou Dobbs <laughs> in 2005 uh, was the only uh, the only newscaster to get on the public uh, airway and say that the uh, United States is over as we know it because George W. Bush signed into effect NAFTA. Um, if uh, 
Orly would understand um, they the, they are being compliant when they're doing a mass amnesty uh, for the quote-unquote illegal aliens because we are a North American Union lawfully at this time uh, under corporate military martial law rule. And you can tell by looking at the patch on any Army soldier that's walking down the street, it's a patch of North America, not of the United States. So on that note, think about that as you're trying to fight an issue you'll never be able to win. Um, HisAdvocates.org. Randy Shannon. <laughs> I'm trying to back everybody in here because then i got to do the closing credits. Come on. I know, but I want to hear what is the answer. You know, but we didn't get to that. But, yes, 42 actually. Listen. We have to we have to be on the streets until and unless there are uh, thousands of people uh, in front of Congress protesting. And let's not forget, we we still have this, our Second Amendment right to bear arms until there are people protesting, and and as they did in New Hampshire, with their carrying their guns, carrying their rifles, nothing is going to happen. You know, Congress and White House and, and our corrupt Department of Justice need to know that people are on the streets, just like people on the streets in Tahrir Square uh, were protesting. We have to be in... God, it's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. Yes. The, the, the Falcon rocket that hit the Waco plant was traveling at 13,000 miles an hour. It took 30 minutes maximum to get there. That's the kind of stuff that we're playing with in the world right now, where the dark side is ready to do things to cause chaos and to get you frightened. And the thing is that we all need to stand up and be these peace warriors. We need to hold our torches high. We don't have to... We, we, we can stand and we can protest. If we show up in a sufficient numbers, we show up, and this whole thing is going to fade away. So I'm going to suggest that you do the Gandhi, okay? And the Gandhi means that you stand up for what you believe in. And uh, this is for you. There's the music. This program has been brought to you by Laughing Dragon Entertainment, our radio partners, PhonyCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy, Dennis Weaver, and Larry Hagman, in memoriam. We miss you so much, guys. DrValerie.com and Doctor is all spelled out, and we thank our producers and sponsors, Ron Hayes, our research assistant. A big thank you, Ron. You were just absolutely terrific. To our team at Voice America, Jess Bernard, Nathan Chad, Brad Comer. Um, DeMont and our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale and Monica and Ron Simon. Merci beaucoup to Ben Migan for the theme music you hear in the background here. Um, it's available to you on an MP3. Just send me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com and I'll pop it off to you. Do a misfit a day. Give someone a boost. And as Orly said, what are you going to do about it? Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 